Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. And to, on your website, you said, tell us your experience about the first time you saw Superman. Well, yeah. it was 1978. I was breaking into radio, and I drove two hours from a little town in New Mexico. I was into Lubbock, Texas, but they were showing it in 70 millimeter. Right. And it looked fantastic. The Kryptonian scenes, the Fortress of Solitude, it was just so cool to see it that way. And that was the only time I saw it on a big, really big screen. So that was, uh, I'll never forget it. I even bought the program that they were selling at the time. I did, which you can still get on eBay. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you can. Yeah. <laughs> what you guys do and are doing is uh, is really amazing to keep the legacy of the Donner films alive. And uh, we wouldn't be in the superhero uh, mode that we're in right now if it weren't for Superman the movie, in my opinion. I agree. I 100% agree. There is more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. I mean, you, you have a book that you did, too, the Richard Donner years, right? Well, that's that's Jim Bowers. Jim so Bowers have, did that. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, um, you Your know, co-host, yeah. So, Tony, yeah, um, I met Jim Bowers. I had followed CapedWonder.com, uh, like many other fans, for many years. He started it um, a long time ago. Um, and in 2015, I had an opportunity to talk to him. Um, he wanted to do something at... Um, Oh, we're at WonderCon in Anaheim in 2015. He wanted to do a Richard Donner reunion. Oh, and nice. My background is in, in television and in, mostly in radio. I've been on the radio since I was 14. Yeah, and good old Motor City there, I see. The Motor City, yes. So I started, you know, at the Jersey Shore, Philadelphia, Grand Rapids, <laughs> the Detroit. So, um, so when I met Jim, um, you know, we really got to be great friends. We did that reunion together. We did a great panel. It was the, the I think the last time we had Margot Kidder and Valerie uh, Perrine and, and uh, uh, Jeff East and everybody like on stage uh, for that. Yeah, it was fantastic. It's still, I, I recommend your, your listeners and viewers to go to YouTube and look for that because yeah. that panel was really exciting. But yeah, ever since then, I said, you know, I work at iHeartRadio. Maybe we do a podcast that really honored and Jim does this best with his website, but we honor the, the Christopher Reeve legacy and we've been doing it ever since. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. The book is phenomenal and it has a, um, a forward by Richard Donner, obviously done before he, he passed and boy, what a loss. Uh, my memory of Richard Donner was definitely before Superman yeah. and before the omen. He directed a episode of the, a few episodes, but one I remember in particular in the Twilight Zone called the Jeopardy Room. Okay. With, with a young Martin Landau. And Great. it's, it's basically one room and Martin Landau is a cornered spy and uh, a famous character actor, you know, has heavy accent, definitely Eastern European. It didn't say Russian in those days, but anyway, he had him cornered in this room and the whole it was a two-hander the whole time shooting in a room and yet donner filled it with suspense yeah and, and tension and it was like i was like and he was a young guy at the time and i was so impressed with him so when i heard he was doing this of course i had seen the omen and goonies too oh, goonies was after but i had seen the omen i liked what he did with that and nobody's done it better since by the way Right. Uh, and uh, it was like, wow, he's doing that. I, I know it's going to be good. 
So, uh, but yeah. And Donner's great episode of the Twilight Zone with William Shatner as well was fantastic. Yes, that's right. Yes. Nightmare at 20,000 feet. That's, that's a it. classic. Yeah. That's a classic too. Yeah. That's, I forgot he had done that, but yeah. Were you a Martin Landau fan, by the way? Yes. Really, really <laughs> going back to the outer limits. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he did an episode called The Man Who Never Was, and I was just impressed with him. And then, of course, Mission Impossible. And so he was actually offered Mr. Spock, but he turned it down. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, he turned it down and he ended up going on Mission Impossible. He said he didn't want to go through that makeup every day. And just, you know, he thought he didn't want to play a character without emotion was his main thrust of it. So he he decided not to do it. But, you know, Leonard Nimoy, obviously, look what he did. But Martin, Tony, is, uh, I, I'm I'm gonna have to send to you, um, and it, you'll. <laughs> it's the oddest thing that I even have it. But I um, <laughs> I was at a party in the early 2000s in my early years in radio, and uh, it was L.A. and it was one in the morning, and I think I'm wearing a blue blazer, and it's a yeah. picture of me on a couch with Martin Landau and uh, some beautiful woman. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I, I I tell you, I I've covered the Tribeca Film Festival many yeah. years. And um, he was actually, there was a documentary or a movie that he was in. It was his last movie, as, ter- as it turned out. And I, it was like, I wanted to interview him, but I couldn't make the schedule work. And of yeah. course, he passed away a little after that. So that would have been my only chance to meet him. And uh, oh, I kicked myself for that. It's just one of those things where it didn't work. So, but yeah, he's a very talented guy. Uh, but Superman, the movie, I mean, it's, yeah. uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you what I think, and we can go back and forth on this. Sure. Uh, the first two movies, fantastic. Uh, and I I don't even watch the Lester cut anymore, even though there's elements of it I like. I like the rescue at the tower, at the uh, Eiffel Tower. I thought that was really cool. Um, but the rest is really, with only a few pieces, the rest of it is really Donner. Sure. So I, I like the Donner cut and I like to watch the Donner cut uh, together with Superman, uh, Superman one. Um, the the first movie was a it was a little disjointed for me. You had this serious, really epic Kryptonian sequence and with, with the council and everything. And it was like, wow. And then he goes to Metroid. Well, and even Smallville, you yeah. know, his dad dies. Wonderful casting Glenn Ford and. And I know you guys have talked to Jeff East many times, uh, who is the young. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, you got to give him credit because Chris Reeve dubbed his voice. He didn't have to, you know, he spoke the lines, but it was all dubbed over. And Chris did a wonderful job. But um, but then uh, he, when he went to Metropolis, I thought Lex Luthor was a little too much like the Batman TV series. Okay. And it was like, I, I like my villains to to be villains. Having said that, because you had an actor like Gene Hackman, he was able to balance. The, as I got older, I saw how he balanced the humor and also, you know, essentially that he was evil. And and I really appreciated that a lot. Uh, Superman 2, I, I like it a lot better because Lex was kind of like the comic relief. He yeah. would have like the funny lines in it. And really, the three criminals were the uh, were the things. Superman three, uh, it was just from the opening sequence. I go, oh man, this is just not my cup of tea. And the, you know, Robert Vaughn, great actor, 
not much of a villain. They had a Miss Teschmacher type, but even dumbed her down more. But she was actually very clever, as it turns yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and then Superman four, you know, Donner was gone. Every the Salkinds were gone. The flying scenes looked bad. Uh, then they had shot all this stuff with Nuclear Man that was mm-hmm. cut out. Yeah, I've the seen first some Nuclear of, Man. Yeah, I've I've seen some of it. It was okay. And then you know, Mark Pillow did whatever he could with what he got to do with he i mean his voice was dubbed over by hackman's yep so it was just you know it just didn't make it for me and uh, i did like the rescue two things i really liked were the rescue of the astronauts in the beginning Mm -hmm. and also the train sequence where he goes where he comes out you just see his foot come out of the phone booth and you see his superman boot and then he stops the train i thought that was a really cool sequence but other than that, there wasn't much to go on. So for me, the first two are the ones I really lean on. So. And, and I and I think I think a lot of fans say that. Um, back to your thoughts, Tony, on on the on the first film. You know, you had Tom Mankiewicz who reworked that script. Um, yeah, which started as a very long Mario Puzo script, um, and then the Newmans came along, and then they they kind of put their take on it, and then he really cleaned it up. And often talked about how he put that uh, he thought of that film as kind of like a a, a three act play where you have you know the, the Kryptonian speaking almost Shakespearean and then you get to Smallville and it's it's very uh, Norman Rockwell like and then you yeah. you get to Metropolis and it's a comic book so he he that was kind of the plan as Superman two um, you know I think people like that Lester cut if they saw it as a child like I did because. Mm-hmm it's what we remember. You always go back to the experience and the feelings that you had when you saw something as a kid. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, I, and, and the fans of the Donner cut, and I am one of those fans. We love the Donner cut because it's all the things we had heard about for so many years. We saw oh. photos of, of Lois Lane jumping out of the daily planet building. And uh, we, we saw all these scenes that we, we confused us and um, the Donner cut finally put a lot of the speculation to rest. So, you know, I think you love the Lester cut for the nostalgia. You love the Donner cut because it was his true vision. And and you're absolutely right. I mean, nothing new there about Superman three and four. They just, you know, if you have Richard Pryor, they tried to go for the laughs. There are yeah. positive. There are positives, though. Um, the flying scenes in Superman three are really, really good. Yeah, uh, they are. Talk about how Christopher Reeve really mastered it there's a scene after yep. the junkyard the the evil superman and, and clark kent fighting people love that scene i i like that too actually yeah and and you know for what it's worth with superman 4 and i was just with mark pillow uh for an entire weekend uh last weekend <laughs> when at galaxy con because i represent him for his for his shows um you know, that was the last time we got to see Christopher Reeve in a Superman costume. It was the That's last right. time we got to see him really, no matter how the budget was cut and how the flying effects weren't great. And that movie is what it is. He still gave it his, his, his all. And, and that is the, that's the Superman. That's our Superman. So I think over the years we've gotten, we know, we know the effects are not great. We know the plot isn't great, but we're happy that we have something. And I think yeah. that's why so many fans want to see the footage you're talking about. Um, yeah. Nuclear man one uh, in, in a better quality. You'll, you'll see release the fury cut on Twitter. People just want, people are hungry for anything more they can get. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I think what 
the, what really grounded me, there are two things that grounded me in the first movie and why I can, why I have such a love for it. And number one has got to be Richard Donner yeah. to, to get that mess of a script and make it all work. Took a lesser director would have totally ruined that movie. But the fact that he was such an artist uh, and I, I had the utmost respect for him and what he did in that movie to yeah. make it all flow together. And really the second factor is Chris. Yeah. I mean, he, it was like, wow, this guy, this guy understands who Superman is. And, uh, and he played him and I mean, yeah, Boy Scout and all that, but you know, uh, that's what Superman was. He, he, he is a, a, a character that is hopeful, not pessimistic. Yes. And when they try to darken him, which they tried to do in some of the later movies, it was like, no, nah, it's like interesting idea. But uh, nah, I, I think I like the and and you can see the influence of the Christopher Reeve movies, Smallville and even oh, Superman, sure. and, Superman and Lois. I mean, Tyler is definitely playing kind of a hybrid of himself and with with Christopher injected in there. I mean, he totally changed how the character would be perceived for years to come and influenced so many people. Yeah. And uh, that's really what grounds it for me. That's why I, I, I love the movie is because he's Superman. You know, we've talked about this before, but it, it, it feels like, you know, it feels like Warner Brothers goes back and forth on this, um, you know, decade after decade. They they want to get away from and and, I, and not to their fault, but I think they they, you know, Christopher Reeve is gone. Th those films yeah. are becoming dated to younger people, uh, guys like me that are 48 years old. You know, that's my childhood. But I, I understand why they need to modernize. But what happens is they get away from that. And then it always creeps its way back in, whether it's the, whether it's the theme from John Williams or, uh, it, but it's very hard. It, it's, and I, and I'm stealing this and it was probably from Richard Donner who talks about Superman, but now we think of the Christopher Reeve Superman really as Americana as yes. apple pie as baseball. I mean, when you think of Superman, you think of him now, yet you, you talk to a 25 year old, they may think Henry Cavill. Um, but no matter how you look at it, everybody knows Christopher Reeve is the, the be all and the end all. And now it seems like with the release of these 4Ks uh, coming out, they changed the date, right? They changed the date. Now they're going to be out on May 9th. Oh, May 9th. Okay. May 9th for the physical copies of them, but April 18th okay. still streaming. But look yeah. at it. I mean, Superman, the movie's back in theaters where we have it for five days in Detroit coming up here in a week. That's going to be awesome to, to, for people to see it the way it should have been seen. Yes. You know, initially. I mean, I've got a big screen and it's going to look great. And I've actually seen it on my big screen. It looks pretty good because I have I have uh, HBO Max. But uh, but to go to the theater and be in an audience with people, I think, yeah. is, a, is a really cool way of, of seeing it. What were um, your thoughts? Um, what were your thoughts on Brandon Routh? How did you like Superman Returns when you first saw it? When I first saw it, I, I, I like I, I liked it. I thought he was definitely channeling Chris. Sure. And, and but also putting a bit of his own spin on it. Um, there were it, it was I had some emotional moments, uh, especially at the end when he's repeating the lines that Jorel said. Oh, him yeah. as a baby. It mm -hmm. was, you know, I, I, I'd be remiss to say that a tear did not, you know, kind of, uh, you, know, you know, stream a little bit from my cheek uh, watching that scene. It was like, wow, uh, Evan Spacey's Lex Luthor. Uh, he just kind of went his own way a little bit, a little bit of Hackman, 
but basically Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey being Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I didn't mind the other characters. Um, you know, uh, Sam Huntington, I've had the opportunity to interview in the past. And uh, we talked about Jimmy playing Jimmy and he was a perfect choice. Totally yeah. looked apart. And to see Jack Larson again, that was nice. The um, the the space shuttle rescue. Wow, that was absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. You know, um, but, you know, it was kind of like, so all you're trying to do is just take those crystals and grow Krypton on Earth. And and then what are you going to do? Sell that? You know, it just it just seemed like uh, the plot wasn't there. And actually, this is something that um, was talked about at a convention. Uh, it was uh, the fact that you can't make Superman a deadbeat dad. <laughs> right. That's right. You know, you can't do that to him. You know, he's, he's, he's Superman. There's a lot of rules you have to follow with that legacy. Yeah. That's what, that's actually what Bruce Tim said at one of our roundtables when the movie came out, he was like, you, you can't make him a deadbeat. So I, I, you know, but I liked it. I thought some of the scenes were uh, really good in some ways. The plot mirrored Superman one a lot. Sure. I thought. So yeah. it really wasn't unique in that way. Um, but uh, but I, I did like his take on it. Very happy that uh, this is something Mark Wade taught me, told me that he was having uh, lunch with Mark Guggenheim. And he says uh, they were talking and Mar Mark Wade, of course, wrote Kingdom Come. And he was talking to, uh, to Guggenheim saying, look, you got to put Brandon Routh doing the Kingdom Come Superman. You got to do it. Yeah. And uh, and he did, which was really cool. And I thought that was neat. That was really, really neat. That, that was play. that was great. I mean, and seeing seeing Tom Welling back on that farm again. And yeah. I, I mean, you know what you you mentioned um you mentioned a little while ago, kind of uh, getting a bit emotional at the end of, of Superman Returns. And yeah. and I think I think all of these movies need to have moments like that. Absolutely. Even, even with Man of Steel, I I, I got the, the butterfly, although much different from the Reeve films, but I did get some butterflies, you know, right at the very end of the description, the, the destruction of Krypton, uh, you, you felt that a little bit and, and seeing the rocket go away, but boy, yeah. there's a scene where, you know, Kevin Costner can't get his foot out of the car in the tornado and, and, you know, Henry's underneath the, the, the Vidoc with his mother. And that, that scene is real emotional. And I think these films need moments like that. And I tell you, after after Man of Steel, I don't recall a whole lot of those moments, even with Justice League and Batman v Superman. Again, I, I was in Batman v Superman, but I, I I certainly didn't have emotional moments like that in those films. They're great. I mean, the action was good, but I mean, I, you just you want to feel that human connection. Absolutely. And I totally agree that the scene that got me was the Costner scene. Yeah. He just waves him off and said, no, you, you can't show who you are. And actually, some of the flashback scenes with him and the young Clark were really good. Great. Uh, so I really appreciated those. Um, uh, you know, Hen Henry was was good. I mean, he did a good job based on what he got to work with. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't dislike him in the role. I thought he was a good choice. Because you have to have somebody to play him. Sure. Um, so now they're going to go, you know, like James Gunn is writing the script as we speak for the Superman legacy. And I think he's going to direct it, too. Yeah, that's he's, right. He's saying all the right things. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what it comes out. We have to wait 
at least two years until it comes out, but we'll see what it, what it goes. Well, I'll tell you what excited fans. And, um, I, I had asked this question to, to Jack O'Halloran and Sarah Douglas, um, last mm-hmm. weekend when I saw them, I said, you know, here's a guy, James Gunn, and he puts on, on Twitter or, or Instagram, one of his social medias. I mean, there he is watching the Donner cut of Superman two, and we know he's writing uh, this new Superman film. So if, if he's, if he's looking for inspiration, that's a good sign. That is a good sign. That is a good sign. I remember in back in the day, before I even dreamed of doing something like this, that I read a lot of making of books and then saw interviews. You know, learned things like uh, essentially uh, the, the first scene that Terrence Stamp had to do was when they were sent off into the Phantom Zone. And that was his first day. And he's look, looking at Marlon Brando and he was a little nervous, actually. Yeah. It was really cool. You know, stuff like that. Um, and really appreciated the people behind the scenes, the Jeffrey Unsworth, who shot the film beautifully, lit it so beautifully. The the fortress looked amazing. Krypton looked amazing. Uh, it was just he did such a wonderful job. And the great Stuart Freeborn, who did yeah. the makeup. Uh, you know, Stuart Freeborn was, went all the way through. I think the Superman four even did makeup as well. So he was I, one, I, of, one of those I don't rare know if people he did. that did. All- I don't know if he did. Yeah, I, I know. I know Superman three. There's great shots of him um, mm. and and his wife uh, with yeah. Christopher Reeve in the chair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was some great stuff. There was uh, I interviewed I interviewed Mark McClure a few years ago, and uh, he it was he was talking about um, where how he got the part, which was funny. He was living on a boat at the time, right. <laughs> And he talked to Donner and he was, they were back and forth, but it was like, he was there at the moment where he realized that this was going to work. He said a whole bunch of people were gathering on the, the Fortress of Solitude set where Chris makes that initial flyby. Yeah. And he was there. He happened, he had just arrived and he didn't know what he was going to get into, but when he saw that scene, it was like, wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, w- there was another thing, too, when he was flying with Chris and they he was just kind of kidding around and stuff. And Chris just said to him, Mark, I need you to be Jimmy right now. Right. Which was yeah. like, wow. It was like stuff like that was, you know, just to hear about stuff like that was just pure you know, gold. There is more sci-fi talk. So stay tuned. There, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of stories about Christopher Reeve that sometimes are misinterpreted, and, yeah. and as as they have been explained to me by by the cast over the years now that we have done the interviews and we've been at at reunions with them. Yeah, ultimately, he was just very very serious about being in character and mm-hmm. doing that role because it because again back to Donner's it was Americana it was apple pie he took it serious and I think people people may have looked at him like, is, is he being a jerk? Like what, why? But he just wanted that role to be perfect. And he just, you know, he wasn't out partying. He wasn't, you know, getting together with the cast. And and I'm sure at the time people thought this guy is really like, you know, he's kind of isolated and and this is all, he's a constantly thinking he's Superman and, and, and thank God he was that way because you see the performance we got out of him. Oh yeah, I agree. I, I, you know, I didn't get that impression at all from, uh, Mark McClure that uh, that he was being snobbish or anything. He just he wanted to stay in character because that was That's important right. to him. Yes, and uh, and and Mark said he appreciated that that he wanted to do it, and he did. He just he he became Jimmy for that scene, 
Right. Uh, you know, so I, I really appreciated that. Uh, there, There is one thing. I, I, I do want to talk about the things you guys are doing a lot more, but there is one thing that I want to know about is sure. the collection that's coming out. The TV version of Superman one is not included in that. Is that correct? As, as I see it. And, and I, I have all, you know, listen, I've got the pages of specs here in case you asked and, and listen, I'm not, I'm not a great guy to talk about, about the technical uh, specs on things, but I do know what's on those discs. I, I think, and Jim and I just talked about this earlier today before I, I did the interview with you, Tony. And that was the, that was kind of the thing he said, boy, we don't really know yet until we get those things in hand, what we're actually dealing with. Um, but yeah, the TV cut, the extended TV version that we got a couple of years ago is not in this collection. Um, you have the Donner cut, the Lester cut, you have the original, um, uh, theatrical version, but you don't have the special edition that came out, uh, back in the two thousands. And, you know, again, the Superman four, you don't even have some of the scenes that were included on the laser disc version, like the tornado scene with Christopher Reeve uh, and his daughter, wow. um, which wow. could, which they could have put in there. I mean, they wouldn't have to have restored it. It was done for the, for the, uh, for the laser disc, but yeah, these are all just theatrical versions. And it sounds like that's what Warner brothers wants to do. And this, you know, 100 celebration is kind of uh, uh, pay homage to the, to the versions we saw in the theater. Okay. I, although you can get the extended cuts, those are sure. available of Superman yeah. one. And, you know, if you're, a, if you're a purist or, or like me that wants to see that with the Donner cut for Superman one and two, to me, those are two really good versions yeah. of the, uh, I, I remember getting the the VHS and a lot of those scenes were in as, "Quote unquote deleted scenes." Yes, that's right. Inclu including one scene that I think they should have left out, where he rescues Miss Teschmacher at the end of the movie, Superman, when he does that. I thought it was like, oh, uh, mm, and then she's in Superman Two. Lex forgave her. I, I don't. Yeah, know. no, you're right, I mean, and maybe that's why they took it out. Yeah, um, but you know, your mother sends her regards is a great line. Yeah, that was a great line to to say in front of Lex. But uh, yeah, that was a great line. It tied it all together. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was, you know, the deleted scenes were interesting. And I, I remember one cut I had. Uh, this is another disappointment of this. The, the uh, Pierre Spangler and, and the surviving Salkind are doing the commentary on all the discs. Ilya. Yep. I Ilya. So what I liked was in the D in the VHS version, it was Richard Donner and Mankiewicz doing the, uh, the commentary. And I remember, I remember some of the commentary in the deleted scenes. They were they they showed the scene where Superman arrives, and then something I thought should have definitely been in the original film. Lex Luthor had all these traps to slow him down. Yeah, and um, and the funny thing was, Manko would say, "You shot all this," and all Donner would say was, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> it was like he was not happy that he had to go through all that, and it was cut out. Well, it, it, and that's, you know, that's, it's funny because I, I mean, I remember, I remember that version so much because at the time I saw the, I saw the movie when I, right before my fourth birthday. And I often say that, you know, the people always say to me, why do you have so much Superman stuff? Why this movie? Why this time? And I say, well, it's my earliest childhood memory. And it's yeah. the truth. We all have that thing we can remember from our childhood and nothing before it. And for me, it's that film. So, um, I remember seeing it as a very young child and everything in my life was Superman, but boy, when it came on ABC TV, 
and we got that two night uh showing the sunday night and the monday night you know many of us if you know had a, if you had a vcr you taped it but those that was the first time i had seen those scenes what you're, you're talking about the going through all the you know the fire and the ice to to, to get to to luther so yeah. i love those scenes and that to see them on that uh, you know extended tv at it and look so great is fantastic yeah. yeah i i actually had taped it and i even went a step further i had two vcrs at the time yeah so i actually i actually put in the beginning i put uh, Jarrell's scene, uh, you know, with actually that was for Superman too. I put the Jarrell uh, extended cut. I put the Jarrell, uh, you know, sending to the Phantom Zone right. rather than what they used instead of that. But they did a they did one for Superman too that was, you know, was interesting. But uh, like you had they had the Concord and all that mm-hmm. that was in that. Those but, are that that was the extended and that's something else fans want to see too. I yeah, mean, the, yeah, the extended cut, the extended TV cut of Superman two yeah. has scenes that are not in the Donner cut or the Lester cut. Yeah, yeah, where he kind of looks at the fortress and it just like falls apart. And that's right. Yeah, you know that was, that was on TV, and then mm-hmm. also the the um, the I guess it was the Canadian Mounties or something. There were some kind of police force came in to take Lex Luthor away. Yeah. And these like snow cats, and it was like, whoa, whoa that, I didn't see that. And so and was, and yeah, I mean, we any version that we've seen of that now is just again off people's VHS tapes, or uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, you still don't have great uh, quality versions of that stuff. Uh, we do yeah. get, we did get the souffle, which I always found really odd on the TV cut when I was a yeah. kid, is to see him cook yeah. a souffle. Yeah. So you guys do your podcast. How often do you uh, do you podcast and, and release an episode? Well, I will tell you that, um, you know, we started the podcast back in 2018 and uh, the goal and, and, and kind of the mission statement of the podcast has always been quality over quantity. Right. If, if we attempted to do a podcast on, on four films, (laughs) um, every week at some point they'd start to get thinned out a little bit and we didn't want to do that. So I, we are doing less episodes than we have, uh, but that's only because we just want every episode to be great. What we're working on now is um, we were able to obtain, and I encourage you to go to capewonder.com, Tony, if you haven't seen it, um, we we posted the, the full, complete first draft of Superman, the movie that Mario wow. Puzo did, and uh, it is, it's a much different movie. I, I mean, bet it you, is. I mean, you think, you know, the Mario Puzo version until you read that first draft and you go, whoa, this is and you'll see hints of things you see in Superman, two and hints of things you see in three. But it is a much different movie. A lot of them, a lot of the Kryptonian stuff is, is similar, but it's a different film and you can see how far it came. So we've been diving into that. Um, uh, you know, oh, listen, great. And we know we know, again, when it goes back to quality, not quantity, a, a, a lot of shows will dive right into that and just kind of in real time go through oh, it. Yeah, we, yeah. we try to have everything really focused and condensed and and try to give you stuff you didn't know or you haven't heard about in about 35, 40 minutes. Uh, that's really all that's all people will give you uh, with yeah. podcast listening. I mean, oh, you start yeah. getting into stream of conscious and then these like two hour podcasts, oh. they're hard to follow. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. I totally agree. That sounds wonderful. I am going to look at the script. Capewonder.com also has these amazing behind the scenes pictures and stills and screen grabs of the Superman films, uh, stuff from New York city when they shot 
Yeah. Um, I, another thing I remembered was that we had a, they had a, I was living in the New York area and they had a, a blackout and they actually, the Superman uh, uh, one crew used a generator power to power up some lights for some right. people there. <laughs> it was really wild stuff. But yeah. Uh, and, and, and the behind the scene pictures that are owned by Jim Bowers are really, oh, fantastic. really special. I mean, yeah. He, he acquired those a long time ago, but o- over time, we continue to find things. And what will happen is we'll find somebody that worked on the film and we'll ask to interview them. And we always say, did you ever take any pictures? And they go, I don't think so. And then the next day they call and say, you know, I have a photo album and I have about 40 pictures I took. And all of a sudden you see all these new pictures that wow. you've never seen before. So they're out there. It's just taking the time to find them. And I know you guys have done things you know, reunions at conventions with mm-hmm. some of the cast and stuff and have hosted those. And, and those are fantastic for the fans to meet these people, you know, head on and, and to talk to them. Uh, really great stuff to keep the memory of these uh, these films alive and, and to make it as fresh as it was for me. Um, you know, when I went to see it, I wasn't I wasn't a kid. Yeah, but I was young. <laughs> I was younger. And uh, it made an impression on me uh, for sure. But uh, that's that's really some great stuff you're doing with that. Well, we like to think, too, uh, with a podcast as um, almost an encyclopedia of those films that we try to keep timeless. So yeah. and, and it happens all the time. Just uh, at GalaxyCon in Richmond last weekend, somebody came up and said, hey, listen, I'm a Superman, the movie fan, and I didn't know about your podcast. And then I work nights and I started listening and. I, you know, I keep listening now, you know, every time I get free time and that that's the point. And I think that's what makes a good podcast. And I, yeah. Tony, I think you do it as well. Um, I think you, you find something and you want to try to be as accurate, as accurate as you can and get some good opinions in there, but you yeah. want them to be timeless because listen, it's digital. I mean, these podcasts yeah. will be around long after we're gone. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that's the hope anyway. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it's, it's so true, but I, I can't, Thank you guys enough for really just the work you do with this. And I know it's work. It is because I, I do it and it's not always easy. And like today has been, a, it's gonna, it's a long day for me, but Hey, it's worth it. Uh, if, when, when you said you were available tonight, I said, I'm going to jump on that. Cause I, Tony, what's your, what's your job job? Do you have a, I mean, I feel this, like we all, this we is all, it. This, this is, is it. it. This okay. Is it. Yeah. This is it right now. So um, it's, it's a business and I, yeah, I've been trying to, I've been keeping it together for years Yeah, and uh, it, it's been great. And uh, the people I've talked to have been uh, amazing and uh, people, I, I, I have some really cool interviews coming up next week, uh, you know, so, and, and I've also had the pleasure of um, covering the DC animated stuff, uh, you know, tons, a few, in, more than a few interviews with, uh, with Kevin Conroy Wow. Uh, and uh, yeah, he was great. Yep. And and uh, w- the Batman for me, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and uh, and really uh, just it's been an absolute pleasure uh, and and really one of the most gratifying things in my life that people I've been able to talk to and get information from. It's been amazing. I always say it's a great um, it's a great side effect of our of our business. You know, we get to we get to anytime you know, for all the things we have to do for work. Uh, it's nice to do stuff that makes us happy and may, maybe educates people a little bit. Have you had an opportunity? Have you ever talked to anybody that did the Ruby Spears Superman cartoon? No, no, never, ever. 
Yeah. I mean, those are pretty much based on the reversion. It had the John Williams theme and I got, I loved, I think it was 1988. Oh, really? I mean, great, great. Wow. No, probably on this wall somewhere. <laughs> Here it is. There it is. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, honestly, I wasn't aware of that one, believe it or not. Oh, you, you'll, you'll, you, I'm sure you can find it even on Amazon, but I, I yeah. wa wa watch an episode of this, Tony. You'll love it. I mean, you'll go, yeah. Oh my God, how did I, how did I miss this? Yeah, there's uh, there's also a new one, a new series, I believe, that's coming out. I just saw the trailer for it today, and uh, it looks like an anime style, but I, I really liked it. I really, really liked it. Hey, listen, anything that we can do to keep this character going is, is good by me. I think he's going to outlive us both, no yeah. doubt about yeah. it. Uh, right. you know, he, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's just, he represents so much. I'm an immigrant, so I always considered Superman an immigrant. So, that's right. Uh, and, you know, and, and and in his case, he was kind of a refugee, too, like I was. So, you know, I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, and and he and just like him, I accepted my adopted home here. And right. uh, I've been here a long time now and it's been it's been great. So I always identified with him in that aspect. He's such a great character and the things he represents. Boy, do we need that more than ever these days. And And again, back to I hope that is what. I hope that is what James Gunn will do. Um, we'll we'll I bring think this so. character back. If you're gonna, if you're gonna get rid of everything that we've had for the last, geez, ten years now, um, you know, try something that's back to where we uh, kind of where we started. Mm -hmm. Jay, what a pleasure! The CapeWonder.com. You got to visit, folks, and and read that script and also their podcast. I mean, they take a deep dive into this. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, you're the experts on Superman. The Christopher Reeve Superman films. There's nobody. I wouldn't even attempt to try to do what you guys. Do. <laughs> well, I know you're a Star Trek fan, I think, and yes, I, I uh, and and I and I feel the same way about you. <laughs> well, well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Best of luck to you, man. I'm so appreciate your time, and uh, you know, take care. And uh, we believe a man can fly. We believe a man can fly. Tony, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right.